So hello there everybody, welcome back to Clean Chats, the podcast where we talk all about mental health within the world of pageantry to show that we're not just a shiny crown and sash, there are real people underneath it with real life experiences and I really hope that by listening to these podcasts you can feel you're not the only person that's going through something can you feel empathy and also that it's completely normal sometimes but we are going to discuss lots of different things here on Queen Chats so I do write at the top of the episode what we discuss if there's any triggers so if you're not feeling the best in your mental health journey um take a pause in this episode come back when you're ready um but I promise you there is some positivity within it as well so um Thank you so much for tuning in and without further ado um let me introduce the lady behind the call I'd like to see your name and your link to pageantry hi everyone i'm becky farron and i am your ms lancashire atlantic first runner-up of 2021 and you competed in a covid so it's online wasn't it so it's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, competing virtually was obviously new to all of us. Um, And it was really good to still get along with the girls. We had a group chat going uh, and it was it was great. We all became so connected despite not being able to meet in person. And now we just can't all wait to meet in person. And it was really good to do the videos and to have a little bit more time, really, um, to perfect a few of the things that uh, that I definitely wanted to perfect on my pageant journey so that's good yeah we always have to look at the positives of some situations and although COVID has been devastating for so many reasons there there have been a lot of positives but of course we are talking about um, mental health and the journey we have on that so can you start by talking to us about your mental health journey Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to share because I do believe at the moment that everyone is going through their own experience. But the more that we share, the more we can teach each other. And so last year I competed in Galaxy uh, in 2020. And then right after Galaxy, we went into lockdown and I was diagnosed in. So Galaxy was in March and I was diagnosed with bipolar in June last year uh, during lockdown number one. So, yeah, it's uh, when I first got that diagnosis of being bipolar, um, it definitely it made a lot of sense because for a long time I've known that there was something going on. I knew that I wasn't quite right, that there was maybe something more. And, you know, I've always been really good at uh, gravitating towards the holistic healing in life. For example, I'm a yoga teacher, so I found yoga went into meditation, breathing, exercise, you know, I'm a huge, uh, huge advocate for exercise for your mental health. So it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a massive learning journey. And I feel, to be honest, looking back, it's all happened so quickly. And mm. I'm really, really proud of myself in this moment to, that, that I've got, that I've sort of taken it all on board in such a short space of time, really. And that it has overwhelmed me at times, but I am still taking it in my stride massively. And it is, it's just a learning thing. And every day is different. And I I do feel different every day. And I do question it, you know, every day as well, thinking, is this, you know, this. And the moments that I'm loving now is that because I'm more aware of my mental health and I've, I've, 
got more tools to my belt at the moment that I'm, I'm noticing it a lot quicker and I'm okay there it is that's the bipolar this is the moment where I need to be kind to myself this is the moment where I need to make a, a good decision of what's going to be better for me and and some and it's really hard it really is hard um so for those uh, that maybe don't know too much about bipolar it's it's moods it's extreme moods it's cycles of moods where I can go through a few weeks of of manic phases uh, of being hypermanic and and feeling on top of the world and invincible and it's and it's great and I feel lots of energy um, and lots of positivity it's natural it comes easy but then the other side of the cycle is when I come down into a depressive episode uh, and and I just become really low and no motivation I love that word and and it just feels like everything's going wrong and I'm trying and I can't catch a break and then and at the moment I'm learning that those switches and I'm becoming so much more aware now of those switches and and seeing it um, from I'm witnessing it now it's like not an out-of-body experience but I've taken a step back and I'm like oh there it is and I yeah I'm, I am grateful for the pandemic and and for pageantry and for just look, being able to look back and I'm still here I'm still here so yeah that's that's my journey in a in a nutshell <laughs> so how did you get the diagnosis what was the process behind that mm, it was hard it was so I when I lived in Paris because uh, I, I lived away in Paris for a few years and I uh, I saw a private psychiatrist uh, in Paris and um, I was diagnosed with a BPD borderline personality disorder and this is going back about three four years ago now but um it's hard I think with mental health because you you turn to people and everyone's got such different experiences or different opinions really and sometimes it can fog your brain up even more make things even more difficult to understand um so back then I I, I didn't really accept that diagnosis I didn't take it too seriously so when mm. I moved back to the UK um, and I was hoping that when I moved back to the, K, the UK and back with my family and that I'd feel, um, I thought everything would magically turn around and be fine. Um, and it, it just didn't, it didn't happen that way. There was still something that was going on inside of me that I'd, it's, it's been there for years. What, did, what is it? So I've seen life coaches. I've seen a, a, um, a family friend who has worked a little bit with uh, CBT therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, went, I tried to go through, uh, is it um, Mind Matters, I remember? Yeah. Oh. This yeah. is a few years ago now. Yeah, GP. Oh, I did. I, it's taken a long time. Um, obviously, they do say that bipolar develops between the age of 15 and 19. Well, I'm, I'm 30 this year. So it has taken uh, 15 years to get the correct diagnosis. And I've been misdiagnosed, um, which often happens. You know, it's uh, it's a very complex diagnosis to, to make. Um, and unfortunately, I think with switching um, where I live quite often it's been harder to have the same doctor that can mm-hmm. really understand or have the time to give me a diagnosis but with the pandemic happening um, I was very vocal at the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic about this is affecting me massively um, and I think being that vocal um, led to getting a very quick diagnosis so um, yeah I can thank the pandemic for that really <laughs> um, and the fact that I was I was 
it took me to be like, okay, everything stopped. You know, I have no, I have no more excuses, no more work, no yeah. more ex-boyfriend that's upsetting me, no more this, no more that. But still, there was nothing. Something was wrong, and uh, and being vocal about that was uh, really helped, and and that's how it. I got pushed into getting a diagnosis after all. So, uh, yeah, it's the mental health is such a huge spectrum of where people fit into there, and. You know, I've been reading up on loads of different things this lockdown about different aspects of mental health, which I find really interesting. Um, so you said you're becoming more aware of of your bipolar. So do you know like when you're going to go into uh, a manic state? You you kind of like in tune a bit with that, or is that still taking time? Yeah, that's something that I'm figuring out at the moment um, because it's hard because one part of me thinks, okay, is is this my bipolar if I just switch because that's my brain chemistry or because at the same time there's things happening in my life that would trigger me as well. For example, maybe I had an argument with someone and that's triggered me and now I'm thinking about this and so and then that snowballed into and then, oh, now I'm in a depressive phase. Was that that that? trigger or was that because my brain was going that way anyway um so that is something I'm still very much figuring out um and I I don't have much support at the moment um on a professional level I am looking for a coach and hopefully by the time this episode's released there I'll, I'll have found the right coach but it is very difficult um to find the right person to help um because it is just very complex and it's 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 different every month as well and each manic phase I have different symptoms um mm. so I can notice oh do you know what I've, I've I'm not eating my appetite I'm really not eating at the moment and that is a that's a symptom of mania for me um if yeah just not to I think not having a that much care for my personal hygiene for me it's like oh okay I'm I've I've let myself go a, la- a little bit the last week like I'm feeling a little bit more low than normal so this is the depressive side of it so yeah it's it's been really interesting but I think the best thing that I did was get a Fitbit actually because I record my sleep uh, I, I exercise and and just having a bit of a routine which is all things that I've learned since since coming into pageantry actually in in January um, I really decided like okay. Um, I've got to do this for myself in a way like mm. and I'm, I've, I love uh, I suppose my motto is mental health matters but it shouldn't hold you back because when I first got the diagnosis actually and I met other people and um, with bipolar it seemed that not a lot of people still work still had their job and mm. still did anything really besides taking medication and just kind of um getting on with life excuse me um and and I didn't want to do that. I, I have things in my life that I enjoy and that I knew would be good for me. And, and so, yeah, I decided to do a pageant in January. And that's definitely uh, motivated me to learn a little bit more about myself. And, and since then, uh, this year, I feel like I've really taken taken the reins to be like, OK, I'm doing this and I'm looking after myself. But it is hard. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah, I've always wondered about the the aftercare when it comes to getting a diagnosis like that. So fingers crossed um, you do get the right coach, the right help for you to help you on this new mental health journey. Um, so you said about you do yoga and things like that. So mm. um, 
how does yoga really help your mental health? You know what, at the moment, um, and I think, um, I always assume that people would be a little bit shocked at this, but I, I, I'm really not good at doing my own practice. Um, I, I used to be, I used to be really good at getting up and doing it myself. Um, mm. But at the moment, yoga serves me because I'm teaching children. Um, yeah. And it just, oh, it serves me massively because I'm teaching it. So I'm listening uh, to myself and and it's not just okay. I'm, I'm, I do feel like it's good when you hear it off someone else because uh, we all need that gentle reminder um, of how to, you know, be healthier in our in our minds and our bodies. Um, but yeah, teaching it and and trying to help these children not go through maybe things that or learn things that I wish I knew at their age and especially about kindness because we all know kids can be brutal <laughs> and uh, I really want to pass on that message and and we have a uh, we have ethic you know yoga is about being ethical uh, you know do not anger do not worry and uh, those of reiki as well I do a lot of reiki and, and mm. very spiritual in in healing um so yeah be humble be honest be compassionate and I'm I try and teach that to the children and and it's it's a reminder for me it's like okay yeah I'm passing on this message so I need to be the lead you know the role model and the leader of this message as well so but uh at the moment that's how yoga's serving me but I am going to get into my practice again I just can't wait for the classes to come back at the gym um, mm. as soon as because I have a, a class that I go to regularly as soon as that's back on I'm I can't wait to get back in there and and see if my body can still do what it was doing last year because uh, yeah I push myself sometimes it's good do you know I it's funny because I think that's with, with people who don't coach or teach because myself as well I don't personal train anymore but like as a pageant coach it's like you can tell your clients and, and people who take part in your class all these things but it's like do you do them yourself <laughs> like are you applying it to yourself are you applying that self-belief are you doing the planning you're doing this you're like <laughs> it's it's getting that motivation for yourself because you can have all the motivation for everyone else um but yeah it's taking that little bit and giving it to yourself so you said that pageants have really helped you because obviously my next question was going to be how pageants helped or hindered your mental health well, I definitely think both. And this is me being super honest because um, I've just gone through processing uh, losing. Like yeah. I came first runner up, which obviously um, is a positive, um, but it, it, I've had to process the fact that I, that I, I lost. And um, being completely honest, uh, I, uh, I just wanted to win swimwear. <laughs> <laughs> because I have I've done four months of sit-ups and and I just really wanted to win swimwear and and I so and so I was I was disappointed um was. and but again it's it's a learning curve and and I've learned something from going through that uh through that process and and being proud of myself as well uh, that I have processed it and uh, and in a healthy way um so yeah, it's uh, it's definitely brings a lot of positives, and I just think with the virtual pageant, uh, there was a few things that hindered my mental health um, just because of the social media side of it. Mm. It got a, there was a time when it got a little bit overwhelming um, in sort of uh, in the amongst everything going on. I think it was just timing, and 
we're doing a lot of campaigns, a lot of awareness things. And, and I did get a bit overwhelmed at that. Um, but, you know, we I think we all did. Uh, mm. And we were all quite open in our group chat about it. And and so we were all there for each other and we all spurred each other on, which was which helped. Um, but, yeah, I'd say that was the only side of it. And just having those little anxieties of, oh, how am I going to be judged if I post this? And, oh, was that live really? Was that good enough? Or oh, if I do this event and. So, I, but I think you're you're always going to have that um, a little bit because it's just a little bit of fear that we're all living with. I think in this world where our social life is the, the you know it's the the peak of everything at the moment, especially because we're all sat at home. So our online presence is it's a massive thing for us all, isn't it? It's something that we uh, all care about, uh, and sometimes that can hinder hinder mental health wise. Sometimes you need to switch off your phone <laughs> and read a book. <laughs> Your book, um, for instance. It is so true what you said about um we have to normalize as well that you can be proud of someone else winning and proud of yourself competing, but also you're allowed to feel disappointment. You're allowed to feel it's one of the podcast episodes actually on the Sparks and Rhinestones one is dealing with the disappointment of pageantry. It's like you're allowed to feel these emotions, like you know, you put you worked hard, <laughs> especially all those sit-ups. Ooh. Four months of it. No, thank you. <laughs> well, I did enjoy Joe Wicks while I was doing them, so it's not all bad. Pros <laughs> and cons of it all. <laughs> Silver lining. The last question I'm going to ask before we finish for today is for someone who's feeling that there's not there's something that's not quite right with them um, within their mental health state. What advice would you give to them to pursue help? It's. Uh... It is a tricky one. Yeah, this is a hard question to ask me because I, I've recently, um, I've recently gone to not. I don't want to say the wrong people for help, but mm-hmm. I maybe should have, um, I maybe should have thought about it a little bit more. Um, how I was going to communicate asking for help and and maybe who I was communicating it to. And so, um, it's because we've all had that situation in the past where maybe we have reached out and been rejected or been ignored and and that we remember that it sticks with us it stays with us and you can't and, and so you think it is going to happen again that fear mm-hmm. um but i think just there is definitely somebody in your life that wants to help you um and when you think about it i mean we're all as as a pageant community we're all constantly trying to reach out posting uh lovely quotes on our Facebook wall you know Mm. we really mean it with it so who if you are struggling right now there is someone out there um and if you do go to the wrong person it's fine it's okay there's going to be another person that loves you and wants to listen to you and wants to help you um and yeah it's 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 hard but asking for help is it takes so much courage it really does it takes so much courage um so if if you're ready um to you know pluck up that courage and ask someone um I really hope that that person comes through for you and whether it's professional or personal family friends even if it's a stranger a stranger can sometimes be the best person to talk to Samaritans yeah 116123 they will listen um so there there is hope there's hope um I hope that reaches someone <laughs> yeah we love the positivity side and yeah if it's not a friend or anything there are helplines like Samaritans like you've just said um there are lots of different helplines 
um, that you can reach. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your Wait, day. I'll just add as well, sorry. You you can also, like, that is helping yourself. That's the step, that's step one. You're helping yourself when you reach out to someone. And you should help yourself because you mm -hmm. should love yourself and care about yourself to want to help you because uh, you deserve it. So yeah. Definitely. The first person you should always love is yourself because you have to live with yourself. So always that positive the positive met mental attitude is that what it is P pma yeah yeah that's the one <laughs> um, <laughs> how can people find you on social media to follow your pageant and just your life journey in general yeah so my personal instagram is my name becky farron uh, i post a lot of pageant stuff on there uh, on facebook i do have a ms lancashire atlantic uh, I post my pageant journey on there. Also on Instagram, I have Becky Farron Yoga. Uh, mm -hmm. And I am so ready to start posting more on that page because I've got all this knowledge and I just, I don't put it out there enough. And, and I've got over a bit of uh, fear of speaking or fear of putting myself out there. So yeah, follow me on my yoga page because I'm, I'm always doshing out tips that help me uh, with breathing and things. So yeah definitely especially yeah. if you get more followers you're gonna to have to speak more that's what we want that's the thing it is yeah, it's, uh, yeah. oh amazing well thank you so much for today thank you hannah